What's up, my beautiful disabled disciples? Welcome to episode 36 of Handy Schlepped. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader, and today we are going to discuss disability and being heard and being yourself. Coming right up on Handy Schlepped. Alright everybody, it's so good to be back with you all after taking a little break or whatever you want to call it last week to kind of rejuvenate how I want to do some things with the podcast and I've just been really swamped lately with some things I'm working on. For those of you that do not know, when I'm not preaching and when I'm not doing other kind of projects like that, I am an amateur filmmaker. Uh, yeah, so I'm d- developing my new movie as we speak. I make short films. Hopefully that go- upgrades someday, but I will be new- shooting with a full cast and crew my next short film over the entirety of Labor Day weekend. It will be called The Rose of Sharon, and it's going to be, excuse me, really great. Just so much to do. If you never made a short film before it's a lot of coordination it's a lot of producing which is why i recommend getting a producer it's a lot of financial hurdles to overcome and coordinate and uh just uh give to other people and it's just so much to do and practice and rehearsals and production meetings and table readings but in the grand scheme of things It's going to be incredible. I'm so excited to be directing yet another film uh, with some of my buddies and a lot of other new people, actually. It's just going to be so much fun. It's just so much experience to gain when you work on a project with a team like this, um, to work on team building, to work on how you approach other people and to work on just communicating and networking and just so many skills that this teaches you and has taught me that at some point I just recommend somehow you are able to do some kind of project where you are able to do team building with others and connect with others for the greater good, whether it's community service, volunteering, whatever, all those things to show your strengths to other people and to help other people in the process you know people need help and sometimes it's just being there for them or teaching them or guiding them whatever if you can work together you're doing something pretty great and with all that said a lot of things that are difficult is as we've mentioned is Learning how to ask for help. Learning how to work together with all various personalities to put your ego aside and to accomplish what is best for the greater good. That is a big secret to team building and working with teams and networking and all of that. You really, you really have to learn how to let go of pushing your one individual idea in the sense of elevating it above everybody else's or shoving in your perception, your ideologies, your 
uh, directions that may or may not even be beneficial to the recipient or to the person you think you may be helping, but you're actually doing more harm than good. That's when ego becomes a big problem when working with other leaders or working with other people on a team. You really have to communicate all the different personalities in an objective, fair manner to achieve the greater good of the overall project. Now, when we go talk about this, I bring this up because there are different experiences or incidents that I've had um, in my life over the past couple of weeks. One of those incidents involved leadership and how I was responding to a certain situation. And so I could easily just try to push my own personal opinion on this situation, which in some ways could be seen as uh, sensible. But other times, that's often us putting what we would do and how we view something before everybody else. You know what I mean? What I mean here is there are times when we need to discern when it's appropriate to put ourselves in the center and to be heard. Because everybody wants to be heard and understood, right? But a lot of times we kind of misinterpret that as my way or the highway or that our opinion is more praised and put on a pedestal or elevated or superior over others and gives us the illusion that we can put down other counterparts in our position as well and to bring others down, to bring ourselves up, to make ourselves be louder than the other people. And a lot of times I see this very prominently sometimes among the disabled community in the sense that because disability is not often heard. Now hear me out here. I want to explain both sides of the scenario. But so often because those of us with a disability are seen as a minority and we're seen differently just in the public eye, regardless of disability awareness, we feel as though our opinion and our experience is belittled or sidelined because everyone immediately thinks that we don't have the, I want to say the platform or the validation to express some of our thoughts and our feelings on a situation. Uh, obviously, it's a case-by-case -case scenario, and it all depends what I mean by that, or what we all mean by that. But a lot of times, we get a little selfish, and our ego gets so inflated to the point where we need to be correct in order to cooperate. You know? Other times, there are moments when 
disability and disabled people just want to be respected. You know, who doesn't want to be respected? Everybody wants to be respected and receive respect. And of course, we need to give respect as well. You know, just because some of us may look at our disability and say that our disability is a um, a scapegoat for our behavior or certain decisions we make or uh, things we may do or believe or be ways we behave or think or speak towards others. It's not. Now we can't use our disability as a means to be a piece of crap to other people. And how South Park actually uh, did this on an episode all about anxiety and how Eric Cartman was uh, discovered he very simply discovered that he may have anxiety and he's like oh it's anxiety is that cool he starts using anxiety as an excuse to get away with crappy behavior and of course as usual kyle sets him straight and tells him hey dude everyone's got anxiety people everyone gets afraid everyone gets afraid to be around other people but guess what they get over it and stop using an, an excuse to be a piece of crap. He says something else, but you get my points. There were so many times when I wanted to use the respect of my disability, where I demanded respect for who I am, <clears throat> indirectly demanded respect for who I was as a person and my default personality to get away with something that in hindsight wasn't the most fair action or behavior. You know, maybe I wanted to do something that wasn't normally accepted by other people, but I can, would sometimes use my disability as an excuse to get away with whatever. And so what happens is that we get a little egotistical. And at the same time, I get it because disability is still so often pushed under the rug, pushed to the side and not taken as seriously. You can still like be in a position of like, let's say leadership or you're in a position where you need or you would hope that certain people, I'm speaking on various situations now, where you would expect someone to be straightforward with you and give you respect, like a normal person, only to discover that this person who you thought would give you respect, maybe they were dodging certain things to avoid confrontation with you or maybe let's say like you're interested in someone as a disabled person you get interested or infatuated with um, someone else and you want to approach them and date them whatever only for that person to uh, again this is out of context because uh, it would take forever to explain 
and make up a contextual scenario. But let's say you want to be with someone who is now single, been single for a while now, and you've known them for a while, or it could be not even that long. You want to be with them, and you want to try asking them out a couple times, something very subtle, gentle, and friendly. And so it doesn't work out because this person has stuff going on. They make excuses. So you're like, shoot, okay. Later on, you find out that this person um, shoots back at you and gently says how they're actually seeing someone. So that happens all the time. That happens every day. Disabled people hear this a lot. That um, they get a lot of these rejections. Uh, just dating, what they try to do dating is, uh, as we all know, it can be a real nightmare for disabled people. And we always hear stuff like, I see you as this, or as my brother, or as my buddy, <laughs> or as my friend, whatever. That's fine. But it comes to a point when how much authenticity are other people being towards disabled people. You know, disabled people, we just want to be treated equally and told straight up the truth like everybody else and not treated in a different manner that's, you know, condescending or kind of unfair or kind of insulting, you could say, uh, patronizing in other ways. Uh, let's say this person um, you know, like going back to the story, says they're dating someone else, but it turns out that they were lying to you the whole time to avoid confronting you or to avoid hurting our feelings or something like that. You know, I've heard other disabled people talk about this very same thing where. Um, they are lied to because the person who you ask out or who you pursue doesn't want to hurt your feelings because of everything else in life you have to deal with. Okay, so that sounds pleasant or that sounds reasonable on the surface. But what that actually does is create more harm because it's as if disabled people are unable as well <laughs> to handle uh, the truth. You know, as Jack Nicholson would say in the movie, A Few Good Men, you can't handle the truth. You know, it's that kind of thing where it's reasonable again on paper, but if you're going to lie to us, and if you're gonna lie to a disabled person, I understand your sincerity. Everyone is sincere about something. You know, this uh, last week we had the whole thing with Afghanistan going on. And obviously it's a horrible situation. But what's really interesting is that the Taliban and those who were involved with it, they're sincere. You know, they think what they're doing is a legit uh, positive and representational thing for them to overthrow the government, to overthrow uh, the presidential 
area, the capital, Kabul, of Afghanistan, and or those on 9-11, or those in other situations where you find, oh, that's awful. But then those who are, are doing it, from their perspective, it's sincere. And so I'm not trying to, okay, I'm not trying to compare uh, disabled dating life to international terrorism or, any, or domestic terrorism or anything like that, no. The point is, people are since often sincere in their actions, and we may not interpret it that way because of how it feels offensive to us, or we feel hurt, or we feel disrespected, or what's our first reaction? Well, no pun intended, but to be reactionary. You know, we may try to be a mental and rational people, but we are very emotional creatures. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of practice to not be offended by a sincere reaction and vice versa and it's normal not to or sorry it's normal to feel offended on the surface from the get-go to feel triggered if you will you know but that's just the thing though is like our disability or sorry our disabled people lied to more than they think. You know, sometimes disabled people are seen as naive, or you could say, quote-unquote, oblivious, that they're not going to know the difference on whether or not someone lies to them. And you know what? A lot of times we do know the difference. And at the same time, there are those in the disabled community who don't really see the difference. It's a little bit of both. And you know what? It comes down to just how we look at ourselves and how we learn from each other. You know, it goes with all this and you know it's it just it sucks either way to be lied to and it sucks either way to feel like we are being disrespected even though the person that may said that to us or whoever was sincere about it you know people don't always understand how to handle the emotions and confrontation with a disabled person. You know, those who are kind of unfamiliar with it will think that it's easier to just use the um, in, the uh, immediate mental excuse to, as an easy way out. Those are not my words. Those are words from another female friend of mine that I've used anonymously for this type of topic. Um, in the way that we uh, try to get out of certain situations. Because you know what? Sometimes with certain people saying no, it's just too difficult. 
You know, and it comes goes back to the beginning now. As a disabled person and being heard and respected, what does that look like? Um, does that mean we want to be given the confrontation and the straightforward answers from other people? Of course. We don't want to be lied to. We don't want to be treated as uh, or talked to in a condescending way as if we won't know the difference if whether or not someone is lying to us. You know, and again, at the same time, how much do we put an emphasis on our disability to uh, get away with certain things that we may do. You know, all times we may use our disability as an excuse to behave certain ways. You know what? Especially if you're in a position where people look up to you or you're in a position of leadership where you have to learn to be diplomatic with other leaders. It takes a lot of swallowing one's pride to learn how, especially if someone is feeling like they are oppressed or feeling like they are learned or heard more about. You know, it comes with that big swallowing of pride of ourselves. And you know, the big message in secular culture and just society in general is to be yourself, believe in I am who I am. You know, being whoever we are because that's who we are. As an as a crap excuse to not think we need to change. Everybody needs to change at some point. Even those who may be right. Everybody is going to change sooner or later. And we can't just use our stagnant behavior or our nature or whatever we're doing as a reason to not change and to just always be us. You know what? I would always think that as well. I would say, well, I am who I am because of my genetics. I am who I am because of my personality, whether it's no, sorry, nature or nurtured because of my environment. I am who I am, except who I am. I don't need to change for you or anybody else. I can be me all by myself. You know what? That is such a deception, a deceivement in society that says we don't need to change anybody. Okay, maybe to a point. That's another topic for another day. But you know what? That's not the way the Lord sees us. Whether we're disabled or not, we have no excuse to stay who we are. The Lord created life to be all about change and transformation. That's what it's all about, the changing and the growth that God does through us. You know, people say that God is love. Yeah, but God is also just. God wants us to 
pursue him, not out of obligation, but out of desire, so that we may change our old ways and become more like God, to let go of our ego, to let go of our pride, to let go of the huge demand to be respected from other people to the point of where we 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 don't need to change for anybody. They ought to respect me for who I am. In one way, you are right. On the other hand, you're saying that you don't need to change for anybody and that you're totally fine the way you are. We are not totally fine the way we are. God is constantly wanting to change you, to reshape you, to reform you, for he is the potter and we are the clay, constantly changing us into his image, towards his perfection, not by our own effort, but by letting go of ourselves, dying to ourselves, and letting God change us every day because we desire his mercy, his peace, his grace, his ways, and his love. So you see, yes, it's all about being heard in one way. We want respect as disabled people, as a disabled minority. We want to be leaders. We don't want to be lied to. You know, no one wants that. That's just wrong. And also, we we just want to be ourselves, and we are who we are. Yes, we are, but what does that mean to you? Are you going to stay where you are for the rest of your life, whatever that may look like for you? Or are you going to make new choices today to be a better person, to allow God to change your heart and to change your life, to treat people better, to love people better, to let go of toxicity in your life, to let go of making yourself the focus and letting God and the love of others the true focus of your life. How do you want to be heard? For yourself or how to love others? What does disability and being heard mean to you? Let's pray together. Dear Lord God, I thank you so much for this podcast, for giving myself and others the means of sharing your word, sharing your truth with all people, Lord God. Help us to focus on you and not ourselves. We may demand respect. Lord, from other people. We may demand uh, equality and fairness from other people, Lord God. But let your Holy Spirit direct us and guide us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 36 of Handy Schlaft. This again is your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. Hope you all take care. I don't know yet for sure if I will have an episode next week. I will be preparing for my great movie shoot that's going to take up four days straight 
It's a lot of preparation. So, hope to hear from y'all in some way. God bless y'all, and take care, and stay classy.